0: This is the Forex Q and A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your you user submitted Forex trading related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading related question that is on your mind, don't ask me. I don't answer them anymore. What you should do instead is go to No Nonsense Forex on YouTube. Scan over the videos because chances are your question has already been answered somewhere on that channel. But if it is not, you go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided down below in the show notes and on YouTube as well. So on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, we have now introduced, you know, depending on how you look at it, three to four different markets for you to trade. And all of them, I suggest you trade them just a little bit differently than the ones you had learned before. So we have Forex, of course. That's what the majority of the channel is about. Then we have the spot metals market. Then we touched into oil, which is more into those kind of other commodities markets. You could also lump it in uh, with gold and silver because those are commodities as well. Um, And then we just learned last week how to trade indices our way. Now, this is a lot to learn in the span of two years, um, especially because there's a lot of back testing and forward testing and then real-life testing uh, still to go for many of you. So I strongly urge you all to exercise a bit of caution here. I had it a bit easier in the sense to where I really didn't have it easier because I didn't have a channel like this, but I learned all of these at completely separate times. And I shouldn't even really say learned. I just pretty much decided to trade them at different times in my 10-year career. Uh, So there is very little overlap. Um, I have a feeling, however, for many of you, there might be an overlap going on right now. And if you are trying to put your algorithms together and have still yet to really get into the forward testing stage in Forex, for example it is probably not a good idea, as much as you're going to want to, it's probably not a really good idea to progress into any other markets until you are at the very, very least in the forward testing stage of your own algorithm when it comes to spot forex. If you haven't gotten to that point yet, and i have podcasts on back testing and on forward testing so those of you who have listened to those podcasts or read those blogs should know what i'm talking about uh, but if you are not to the forward testing stage yet you really don't want to spread yourself too thin at this point and try to get a grasp on other markets even though the as far as how we trade them there are a lot of similarities it's still not a good idea This material, unless YouTube does something strange, is going to be up for a very, very long time. There is no rush here. It is and always will be, I think, in your best interest to just take one of these markets and get to a point to where you're really happy with what you have there before moving on to anything else. I think there's a real danger in spreading yourself too thin here. It's the whole phrase, inch wide, mile deep. Now, you can snicker at that phrase all you want, but it's true, and you should follow it. When it comes to learning how to do something new for the first time, especially something that affects your money like this does. Now, I'm also the guy who says you should have your money in a bunch of different places, and I believe that. However, this is different. This is technical trading uh, with a very defined process to it, That most people have never ever seen before and need to learn and test and do all the things that many of you have already done. Now, if you're already in the forward testing phase with Forex, for example, well then, because we trade the daily chart and time is always on our side as a result, then, of course, you can go move on to other markets. Um, That, I think, is the most appropriate time to do so. And I know there's people out there who are like, all right, I'm just not having a whole lot of success putting together my forex algorithm with any kind of real results behind it. Maybe I'll have more luck in metals or in indices. I don't think this is the right way to go. I think you're just not being patient and I'll bet I'm right. Look at it this way. Once you are able to put something together that works really well in the spot Forex market, especially if you've been back testing it and then forward testing it over the course of 2019, which has not been a friendly year for Forex traders, if you can still crank out something good here, putting the same thing together for any other market that we've talked about or will talk about is going to be a lot easier. Out of all the markets we've spoke about, Spot Forex, in my opinion, is by far the most difficult. But that's the key, traders. Get good at the things that are difficult. Embrace the things which are difficult. Get over them and conquer them. Because after you do that, no matter how long it takes, after you do that, everything else which comes your way becomes a lot, lot easier, no matter what it is. It is the Forex Q&A podcast and this is an interesting episode because this is something when I was conceptualizing the entire channel I had you should have seen it a bunch of colored index cards laid out all over my floor and each of them was a different video I had planned to make so I was doing this before the podcast really was even a glimmer in my eye and then in order not to make a mess all over the floor I went ahead and wrote all those down on a big piece of paper and put them in a google sheet and something that was on the index cards but just somehow did not make it to the big piece of paper or the spreadsheet uh, was what we're going to talk about today and i had almost completely forgotten about it up until the indices video and i had brought something up there that people jumped on right away and it was my fault for not explaining it further you have to understand Um, There are a lot of times where I put examples up on my videos, which I don't feel need a ton of explaining because I feel like it's very obvious. And a lot of times that really is the case. You know, there's two or three people that just don't quite grasp it. Um, But for the most part, for the sake of keeping things under three hours long, you know, I don't explain every single concept and every single example to a T. There are other times where it certainly would have been in my best interest to go a little deeper on the example I just gave. Now, early on in the indices video, I tried to put something out there to get people excited as to the potential getting really good at index trading can provide you with. And so I put up a slide that said, okay, if you are able year over year to pull out a 10% return in forex trading, which is good. Um, that is for somebody who is trading and making money all by themselves, 10% is really good. That's not going to get you in that elite status where people are going to want to pay you to work for them. But 10% to where most people who do it themselves lose their ass and to where a lot of people who you have to pay can't even crank those numbers out, 10% is good. And then if you replicated that in metals and in indices, and then I said with oil just because it's it's really one pair, I guess, that you're trading, um, WTI slash USD in my case, uh, let's let's just say that's a 1.5% return. So when you add all those up, it becomes a 31.5% return, which is absolutely extraordinary and almost unheard of in the financial world, yet extremely doable I mean, this is not a fantasy. This is real life for a lot of people. People who have gone through the forward testing phase have already seen how these returns are possible. You have to be really careful when talking about results like this, especially when they're high, because then all the skeptics and all the people that have never tried to do it themselves are going to try to jump all over you. But many of you, like I said, have already seen 10% returns yourself in the forward testing phase and a few of you have actually experienced this in the real life phase when it actually counts which is different than the forward testing phase believe me so my example wasn't that crazy what people did not understand however is what we are going to talk about right now and i'm glad i saved this till later because this would have been way too much to throw at somebody in the risk video for example, because so many people who saw that video have never had any kind of instruction on how to put together an actual risk profile in their lives. And that's why that video has made such a difference in the way people trade. What I'm about to tell you right now would have done nothing but complicated. So this is good that we I ended up forgetting and we did wait this long to talk about it. So let's say I want to trade spot forex and spot metals and nothing else. And I have $20,000 of trading capital that I want to use. Now I realize that putting my money with two different brokers is probably a smart move just for safety purposes. So I'm gonna trade $10,000 in a Forex account with one broker and then another $10,000 in a metals account only with another broker just to keep myself diversified. So $10,000 with broker A, and then another 10,000 with broker B, and that equals the $20,000 that I have to trade with. Now here's the part where I think people get confused. Let's say I have a really sweet setup on the Euro USD to go long, and I don't have any other trades, Forex or metals on my radar. So I'm going long, and now I need to calculate my risk. So in order to calculate your risk, you need to know how much you have in your total account. So in this case, what number am I using? 10,000? Because that's what my forex trading account says. No, it's still $20,000 like it always was. Just because I put half in one broker and half in the other broker doesn't mean I cut my overall risk in half like that. I trade it the exact same way as if it was all in one $20,000 account. Me splitting it up, 10,000 here and 10,000 there, has nothing to do with how I calculate my risk. It was 20,000 the whole time, and whatever the sum of those two accounts is, whether it's higher or lower than 20,000 over time, that's going to be the number I use to base my risk off of. I am and always was trading a $20,000 trading account, it just happens to be in two different places. And because of that, I had to put $10,000 in one, and then $10,000 in the other. So on that Forex account that shows it has only $10,000 in it, what is a 2% risk on this trade? Is it $200? No, it's not. It's $400. Because this is not really a $10,000 account. It's a $20,000 account. I'm just being safe and splitting up between two brokers. Just in case for some weird reason one of them goes belly up. That's it. This was a $20,000 account from the start, and it still is. So it's going to look like to the untrained eye that you're actually trading 4% on your $10,000 account, but you're really not. Because you know what you are really trading is the sum of the two. Please tell me this makes sense. I've done this in the past to where like in my mind, I don't know if I've really explained it that well because this is what makes sense to me. And then in the end, it's always worked out really well. Most people are like, yeah, that made perfect sense. And then I worried about it for nothing because I really do want you guys to grasp this. Because if you don't do it this way and you treat both of those accounts like their own little separate entity, then you are, you know, assuming this is the result you got, get 10% on the one, get a 10% return on the other and end up making 10% overall when you should have gotten twice that. You ended up splitting your risk up for no reason. Split your account up into two different ones just to be safe from a broker standpoint, but trade your account like you had never split those two up in the first place because the example I gave in the indices video is what would happen if you traded all of those instruments through one account. And even still it might not be totally accurate because your balance is going to go up and down, but it's pretty close. But unless you're a madman and you are trading everything out of one singular account, you're gonna have to split it up and you're gonna have to make sure you don't make the mistake of splitting up your risk at the same time because then you're not gonna get the results you want. So if you do end up putting your money in two different places, remember this podcast. It's going to look a little strange at first, uh, but you will get used to it. Now, if you understand this, uh, there might be a little hurdle in your way once you try trading this way, and that is a matter of leverage. So this was in episode eight of the podcast. I will actually link that one down below. Leverage, really, the way... I think most people should look at it, is just how much margin do you have to trade with? Um, We, the way we do things, the way our risk profile goes, we don't need a lot. And so I always said 20 to 1 uh, was just a set it and forget it type thing. No matter what you're trading, put it on there, walk away, never worry about it again. The chances of you running out of margin are so small with a 20 to 1 leverage um, that it will probably never, ever come up. Now, if you are trading this way, the way I advise, if you're splitting your money up into two different brokers, in this scenario, and only in this scenario, should you probably go ahead and raise it to 30 to 1, or if you can, 40 to 1. You have to understand, if you have the risk profile that we do at No Nonsense Forex, it could be 500 to 1. It wouldn't matter. We would trade exactly the same, but. When we are doing what we are doing with these two different accounts and trading what on the surface looks like a $10,000 account, like a $20,000 account, which it actually is, there may be a point in time where you start getting thin on margin. Um, So you're going to have to allow yourself a little more. But this is a very easy thing to do. So in a nutshell, you're going to want to trade your account like you have everything that you trade in one account. But in my opinion, putting all your eggs in one basket like that, and by that I mean in one broker, because as safe as most brokers are these days, you just never know. Splitting your money up into two different brokers is probably your best move. But that doesn't mean you just automatically split your risk the same way. There is no reason for that. Trade a $20,000 account like a $20,000 account, no matter where the money is located. And if you have aspirations to become a real money trader, but just aren't there yet, and you're in the demo phase, do all of this on demo. So once you transition into real money, it won't be that weird. It'll just be commonplace. And it'll be the best of everything, because then you can see how well you would have done in each market you're trading, and you'll be able to see your overall return across all markets at the end of the year. And you'll be getting good and proficient at trading with two different brokers and getting to know the ins and outs of each one so you're not fumbling later when it's actually crunch time. It's the best of everything, but just don't make the mistake of splitting up your risk as well, because if you do your results are not only going to be a lot less accurate, they're going to end up being a lot lower than they probably should be. Now, if any of this is still unclear to you, or you're just a more visual learner like I am, I will make a blog just for this episode. You can find that down in the show notes and in the description as well. Uh, like I said before, when I was doing all those index cards, this was originally going to be a video and instead of just audio. So I'll give you some numbers to look at as well. Uh, But more videos and more podcasts still to come, traders. The amount of markets you are going to be able to trade is actually going to go up. We're going to add at least another one on. So just make sure you're not spreading yourself out too thin. Inch wide, mile deep. Go get it.